0: Hello and welcome to Try You Like It, the podcast where we have our guests try a food they hate one last time. I'm here with Winston Carter. Who is already laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: Good. Yeah, and man. we are recording this live from Harvard and Stone. And we're yeah. here with the bar manager of Harvard and Stone, Aaron Polsky. Aaron,
1: hey, how, how you are doing?
2: doing? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing pretty yeah, good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just dawned on me that when we say we're doing it live, usually in a podcast when they're doing it live, then you'll hear crowd noise. You'll hear like applause. And when we're doing it live, it's always a closed. Like, well, restaurant. it's probably
2: not too late to add it in. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, that's what I need uh-huh. to do
1: is just have some real canned like people cheering for the uh-huh. Hunchback
2: of Notre Dame. <laughs> right. It's not Seinfeld. It doesn't have to be filled in front of the live audience. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, and just to tease for where we're going to go with this episode, mm-hmm. uh, typically at the top of the episode, we say a food they hate one last yeah. time, but we're in a drink category today, mm-hmm. which makes sense because uh, we're at a bar. So you don't like what? Um, I don't like shrubs. And to speak in case our audience isn't familiar with what a shrub is, we are talking about uh, fruit juice sugar, and vinegar in
2: drink form. Yeah, I mean, I've always said why ruin a perfectly good drink with vinegar, and I, like, still stand by that. You can use a tiny bit, like a tiny bit that you almost can't taste it, so just, like, accents sort of, like, gives its structure, accents the back end, but, yeah, I mean, if it's salad dressing, which, like, most of them are, yeah, it's no bueno.
0: That makes sense. There's also uh, a secondary, uh, not the common use for shrub right now, but there's also a rum and juice... Uh, citrus-based mm-hmm. drink that we we thought we were going to bring up, bring all these vinegars in, and then you'd be like, "No, I meant the rum, brandy, liqueur." Yeah. Going <laughs> to just go to the store? Yeah, uh... Uh, yeah. So before we get into everything, we should uh, uh. hop into our the segment at the top of the show. Uh, this is Hot Tastes, uh, and Winston, do you want to kick this off? Yeah,
1: I can go. I can I can go first. So I. I was thinking, so because this is a vinegar-related episode, uh, as uh, I think that we don't have enough vinegars as condiments in American culture, and I think that needs to change. That's my hot taste: is more vinegars on the table, please. You
0: just want malt vinegar on the table, like a no, fish and chip I, no, shop. No,
1: you're thinking too fucking small, man. <laughs> I want all kinds of vinegars. I want like champagne. Like, okay, so there's champagne vinegar, there's red wine vinegar, there's white wine vinegar, there's uh, malt vinegar. But why? Okay, why can't I choose out what kind of wine? Made that vinegar. Why can't I have a Malbec vinegar? Can't you? I can, but I don't. I don't see it. It's like not on the around. table. Yeah, I'm talking about what I when I go. So we'll like standardly say you're eating brisket in Texas. You'll have some uh, some white vinegar with pickles in there, and we'll have hot sauces, which are <laughs> giving vinegary taste to food, but they're also adding heat. But I think, uh, in general, on our diner tables, like, you go to a Chinese restaurant, you're going to have, like, like some kind of vinegary components on the table, maybe some black vinegar, things like that. Why is that not standard in American food? It, our food could be better, it could be more sour, we're missing out.
0: Wait, so, this seems to me like you'd go to a restaurant, you would, you would order your your Let's entree and yeah. your wine, and yeah. then you'd also ask, I'd like this vinegar brought to the table? Well, I'm
1: saying... When you say it like that, it sounds crazy.
0: Yeah, I would like uh, to be <laughs> drinking uh, Chardonnay, <laughs> but I would like Pinot Grigio vinegar <laughs> available at the table.
1: Sweet Pinot Grigio vinegar for my bread, please. Yeah. Yes. Now, I don't think. Okay, I don't think that the amount on the table. I want to see more more varieties in cooking, but I think the amount on the table is. I'd like to see a standard American table vinegar. Something mm. on the table to accent your food in the same way we can do salty. We can do peppery. I want to see vinegar as one of those components. What
0: what would be table vinegar to you?
1: I mean malt, but it it have to be I different. Don't... Can can you make like an, a, a Budweiser beer vinegar? No. Yeah. 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 I mean, sure can? you could. Sure you could. So I mean, that's what I want. I want Anheuser Busch vinegar
0: because to me i would imagine if i had to pick a table vinegar for the u.s mm-hmm. the uh, ubiquitous vinegar i would go apple cider
1: oh that's a good one i like that uh, I yeah like that, but it? i don't
0: want to put that on any food really it's so no. gross yeah you don't want to put that like, smells <laughs> like feet yeah yeah
1: listen guys I'm not saying it's a perfect plan yet, but I'm saying if we start taking the steps now as a culture, we can be a vinegar on the table culture. And I think that's great. All the great food cultures have it. Why don't we?
2: Not to deflate so early, but like, <laughs> don't a lot of restaurants have red wine? Like it's like a, like a red wine vinegar on the table, like oil and vinegar. Isn't think, that like a I'm, thing? But see, I'm yeah.
1: thinking of that specifically as an Italian restaurant
2: thing. Like a, a I'm oil think, if and I go vinegar to a, thing. If
1: I go to a fucking Denny's. <laughs> I want to see a type mm. of vinegar. Let's say it's apple cider. Maybe there's a version of apple cider vinegar that's like more distilled and has less of that flavor. But but that's what I want to what see. What
0: foods are you eating that you need to put vinegar on?
1: All of them, dude. We put, we put all we do is put acidic shit on food when we go eat. All of our condiments are acidic yeah. with the exception of mayo. And I want to have another option.
0: So, but to me it's so...
1: Pancakes, a little bit of vinegar on top.
0: I, I love vinegar. I I, I do. It's one of my favorite things, but I don't like the idea of putting it on things. It's too watery. It's too... If it was a concentrated oh, so you vinegar... you want us to thicken it up? Like we a, can thicken it up. Like like I, a, that I would put balsamic you. glaze on a lot of things. Okay. But I don't think I want the wetness, the, how that would change the character of the food. I don't think I like that. All right. That's yeah. fine. Uh, don't like your too. hot taste. Fair. Bad hot taste. Uh, we rate bad or good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not one thing we do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, mine is, uh, related to, it's, uh, related to another spot here on Hollywood Boulevard, uh, mm-hmm. just down the way, a few blocks East, uh, umami burger and a lot of restaurants right now are serving up that impossible burger, which, uh, if you've never had it, they've created this, uh, I don't know what it is. It's like a pant- plant, based hemoglobin that they call heme mm-hmm. that makes, uh, the burgers like seem juicy. And I've had them, and I think they taste good. Uh, but an application with them that I think uh, is bad is the smash burger concept for Impossible Burger is silly to me. Uh-huh. Uh, in that you have this uh, product that is capable of like recreating a juicy burger. Uh, why not showcase that in a thicker patty uh, as opposed to a smashed concept? Uh, where it's like, when they do it at Umami Burger and a few of the restaurants, it's so thin that it's that well-done burger, but then it's like, you're not showcasing all that is capable with this Impossible Burger product.
2: Yeah, alright. You you're saying been... like, meatloaf. You want to see Impossible I want to see Meatloaf,
0: or like, I like a thicker <laughs> burger that is like, I don't know, a half an inch to full inch patty. Well, the
1: point is that it bleeds, and then you get all of the, all of the, that out of it by... Yeah, you're
0: wasting like, yeah, what it, we've, we, these scientists have worked so hard in the lab. They've tried to recreate the.
1: Although I would maybe posit that if they're smashing it, then all of that liquid in it is actually getting caramelized on the outside. Sure. Which is maybe creating a flavor you can't even get in that. I don't know, man. That yeah. That sounds fine. Okay. Rate my I high... think they do that now, though. Uh, yeah, but. <laughs> is, your, is your pot taste a thing that does exist now?
0: No, it still exists, but. Uh... <laughs> While we have a chance to write the ship, right. I want to n- put no a nail in burgers. that coffin. Yeah. No thin burgers. That's yeah. fair.
1: I really want to see an Impossible Burger uh, taco. That's where I think the real future of meat's meat is. You
0: want carne asada? Dude, no, no. Yeah. Fuck
1: that. No, I'm talking about a Del Taco or a Taco Bell taco, but made with meatless meat. You'd never know the difference. Everyone would eat. It'd be immensely better for all of us.
2: Yeah. Well, it's pretty much like halfway there. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, Fat Burger use... has it now. Well, no, no. Like taco Bell and Del Taco do use like soy filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so I might, might as, as well just go, all, go all, all the way. Yeah. yeah.
1: Why not? Because if someone said, hey, you taco plant or meat, and I'm like, all right, just do plant. Why not? And if it tasted the same, which it will, there's so many spices in there, and it's already, like you said, half the way there. Why not? That'd be great.
0: Yeah. So, Winston, Winston <laughs> how was my hot taste?
1: Uh, fine. Fine So.
0: <laughs> anyway. uh, perfect. Uh, so, that was hot tastes. Uh, are you okay, Winston?
1: That was just, I don't know, yeah. am, am I, I throwing you off? Exist, I think you did a hot taste that already exists. I'm gonna. Ra- I'm changing my rating. It went from fine to bad. Now yours is a bad one as well. Okay. Okay. I
0: think you're just mad that I call your hot taste bad. Maybe. Yeah.
1: So,
2: Aaron, how would you rate these hot tastes? Listen, I want you guys to be free to express yourselves. So they're both good. Oh, thank, oh, thank you so you, much. Thank
1: you, thank
2: you so much. <laughs> you. Uh, so, too hot. Uh, Aaron, how long have you been over here
0: at uh, Harvard and Stone? Uh, just. Came up on two years recently. Uh, and so, uh, <clears throat> Winston and I did our research. Uh, but just to tell the folks at home, like, where did you start? How did you end up uh, here? Uh, walk us your path uh, to from birth to being in this room with Winston and I today in on this uh, lovely Wednesday afternoon. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, that's what yeah. I like to keep it to. Yeah. Um, well, I... I was born in Michigan. Uh, I grew up in suburban New Jersey, um, and went to school in New York uh, when I was 18, and lived there for 10 years. Um, I uh, <clears throat> my first job um, in New York was a couple months after I started school, and it was at Bouchon Bakery, which is Thomas Keller's, mm-hmm. um, you know, cafe or the New York New York branch of it. Um, probably the only one that had like the bakery menu of sandwiches and pastries like the kind of simpler one rather mm. which was a whole trout and mm-hmm. all that stuff um but also had tables oh. so i was a runner um and i was watching all this food come out over this immaculate pass mm. that was like pristinely kept um and i was just enthralled by it it was food you know i grew up um, my mom cooked pretty much every day, okay. uh, really good and all that, but I'd never really seemed treated the way I saw it at the best. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for a year and a half, um, loved it so much that I went to culinary school for a semester abroad. It was like incredibly privileged to oh, wow. say. <laughs>
0: Uh, but where were you
2: Uh, Cordon Bleu in Paris oh awesome Um, and then I came back um, worked at Taylor for a hot second Uh, Sam Mason chef there and Fran Derby they're both incredibly talented chefs and Evan Freeman was the head bartender and he uh, he had come from W50 Mm -hmm. and this was 10 years ago and back then the stuff that Evan was doing back then is advanced wow Um, he was doing spherification he was doing Fat washes, which you know, Eben Don Lee sort of have this disagreement over who came up with the fat wash idea what first. Is a fat wash? Sorry, yeah, I don't um, know fat wash either. <laughs> so basically, when you look at a bottle distilled spirit, let's say it's at like forty proof or forty percent alcohol, um, that alcohol portion of it, forty percent, is. Um, is hydrophobic oh sorry sorry um the alcohol portion of it essentially um is similar to fat and the water portion of it is or you know fat is is hydrophobic so what you can do is Take a flavorful fat, um, add it to distilled spirit. The water portion will keep that from emulsifying. Okay. But the alcohol portion will pull the flavor. So once it's satin infused, you can then freeze it and then remove the fat. Oh, wow. And so what you... And it's called a fat wash. Um, so... You know, Eben did it with brown butter. Don Lee (gasps) did it with bacon fat. And this was 2007. Don was a PDT. Um, So anyway, Taylor was a really cool spot with a lot of really cool tech Yeah. um, You know, what they called then molecular gastronomy. Now we call, I guess, modernist cooking. Yeah. was applied to drinks. and it was super. Uh, worked at a bunch of places. Since then, uh, I was a host at Milk and Honey. Then uh, Sasha Petras just opened a bar nearby called White Star. He had a few mm. bars in the neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> I started bartending there. I never barked before. Um, and worked there for probably a couple of years. Uh, worked at Lev Madison Park the same. Um, also bartending there as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, that a transition you were excited to make? Well, that was kind of funny. I um I went over there. My, so, when I was at White Star learning like <laughs> When I was a White Star, this guy who's now my best friend um, came in on, you know, the slow Sundays that mm-hmm. I'd work. Uh, and he was working at 11. Um, and he he would come in and ask me for cocktails. He had been... He was also bartending there. And he had been doing it for a little while. Um, and he'd ask me for, like, an aviation. And I would... I had 11 pages of Excel printed out <laughs> that I, well, I'd have to flip through for the aviation because I was at the beginning, but I, invariably I would like look through this drink spec sheet and be like, uh, I don't have Violet or like, you know, he'd ask me for another drink and I'd look and I'd. Tell Him another reason why I couldn't make it, yeah. Um, and the uh, his name's Eamon Rocky, by the way. He um, he had his own illustrious restaurant career, and these uh, you know, like milk punch soon is great. Okay, oh, so excited for him. Um, but so our friendship is kind of forged when a couple weeks later, he came to the restaurant that I was working at with a bottle of Violette as a guest. Uh So anyway, so I was working there and he'd come in every Sunday, sometimes with his friends from the bar, uh, from the restaurant, sometimes with other people. And eventually he was like, dude, you should come to 11 to work. And I was 22, 21, 22. Um, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I loved working behind the bar. I also loved the world of wine. I also loved the restaurant service and food. Uh, so I started there as a food runner. Which everybody does, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you're pre-hired as a manager, for example, they would still start you through there with, you know, a goal that they know of like in six months, we're just going to put them up through the ranks and make them a manager or her. but I started there as a runner, not really sure what I wanted at. And then two months in was October. Uh they had just just before I started before four star. So hard towards. And um so this was gonna be like the busiest Christmas, yeah. you know, holiday season. And they <clears throat> Will gadara was like, Hey, uh, I know you didn't come here to bartend, but people had a bartend for the holidays. So they put me into this bartend position, which mm-hmm. was highly controversial amongst the staff because it was like A jump of, like, four levels to get there. Um, But your prior experience made you the perfect fit for that. Right, and they didn't have time, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to put somebody up through it. Uh, so I mean, I wasn't good, I wasn't a good bartender. It's like <laughs> the best that they had, you know. Uh, that wasn't yet a bartender. Um, and yeah, so I, I was there. Um, what else did I do? Oh, uh, I worked at Amoria Margo, it's awesome. Um, tiny bitters bar in the East Village that's love and bitter in Spanish, yeah. Um, so
0: uh, <sighs> I still know <laughs> a little Spanish. I gave Woodson a fist bump that I still know a little Spanish. Um,
1: <laughs> So,
2: uh, yeah that was great we did only stirred cocktails there and we did a lot of bespoke stuff so it was on the menu it would say bespoke negroni old-fashioned people would essentially be like make me a bespoke you know negroni with rum which was like easier than if people were like make me a bespoke old-fashioned with like amaro del barista which is like super bitter and layered and complex yeah but like that on the fly stuff really uh, trains your palate on like complex ball. um and then i worked at um, a japanese restaurant called Neta with uh, jimmy Lau and nick kim who were both at masa they were the chefs of cuisine of Masa and Massa. Uh super creative, super cool place. Um really got injected there. Been like, inspired by and interested by. Yeah. Um, yeah, did fun, creative. And then not that long after moved to LA in this basement bar. Built. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't have a basement bar right now, right? Or still doesn't. Yeah. still so doesn't. So I was there for like six months. Um, I discovered Harvard and well, I'd been to Harvard one time on the only other time I've been to LA with 11. Um, but I came here, had an amazing time, like two days in here, then started. Every, uh, <laughs> and like six months into that, they Steven, our director, asked me if I wanted to come. I don't know what that necessarily was pertaining to, and I sat down with them. It was the bar manager here, so you just you manifested your own position. No, no, no yeah. I mean it was it, right, right. Yeah. Uh, the bar manager who still works here, Joey, uh, just sort of down the bar. I guess that's pretty great. Wow. So yeah, I've been here for two years. It's been great, fun time. I feel like I've aged like a sitting president. But, uh, <laughs> But that's almost a pretty Hollywood way of getting a thing. You just keep showing up and
0: showing up for a thing, and then uh, then it happened. <laughs> uh, great, that's
1: incredible. I've uh, I've I've done some research. I have some like very interesting uh, like from what I've read of facts about your career that I found really entertaining. Mm. I guess. Uh, so you're also correct me if I'm wrong. Like really heavily involved in the draft cocktail program at Coachella.
2: Uh, I was. Oh, we okay. um, Coachella. Uh, and our company didn't work together this year, mm-hmm. uh, but we uh, we worked with them two years ago for the first time, and we- um, I feel like you're like really yeah. sidestepping a lot, like what no, well, should uh, I not say? <laughs> <laughs> so we basically rolled in there um, with a lot of other bars. There were a lot mm-hmm. of bars young yeah. Uh But we sort of how this came about and I think why this was so successful was the situation that a lot of music festivals sort of Mm. that are sort of catered in this way is that you use pasteurized juice. Um, And we weren't about to do that. So we had to come up with a better way for our bar so that Mm. our product would be as good as it could be. Yeah, right. And represent Um, yourselves. Right. Yeah. So what we did was we essentially used uh, acids. Well, the first year we used this thing called True Lemon True Lime, which is essentially a packaged version of what we use now. Uh, But it's dehydrated juice, um, citrus oil, and citrus acid as a powder. And it sounds gross. And it sounds like sort of it's... It sounds like Tang, yeah, like what would make up Tang. It sounds like Tang, (laughs) but the fact of the matter is, is that when you um, mix it with water, yeah. So first of all, it's good until you mix it, right? There's no risk of it going, of it degrading. But when you mix it with water, it's pretty much like if I put it there. Okay. And this is far better than pasteurized or like even two day old fresh. Yeah. Um, so we used that the first year. And the second year, we started working with flavor companies the biggest in the world, and they made us uh lemon lime organic flavors mm-hmm. or extracts really. Um and we started on acid. Um and so what we got out of that, which we now do at Harvard, incredibly complex stable, consistent, taste really good, and if we want them to be clear, because you know, all of the things in lime juice that cloud it up are not really flavor. Yeah. Are you using like um, pectinase at all, which is one uh, well, of the? Yeah, so pectinase we would use if we were clarifying juice. Okay, but we don't What's actually have to you do that you need because to we're starting. To <laughs> Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> right. But if we wanted to make it dirty, we could add less of it and that would sort of emulsify that teensy bit of oil yeah. with um, with the rest of the liquid and make cloudy. Got it. So it's like there's so much cool stuff that we can do, um, and that was sort of born born of Coachella, and it was. I mean, we were told not to expect crowds, and we're serving awesome, and I think it's because we're great product, right? You know, like they we had a lot of people who kept coming back, and it was really satisfying to like in this environment of in the desert, everything mm. is is makeshift yeah to be like these are some awesome cocktails that we're really proud of
0: yeah uh speaking wow. of things you're proud of like if you're drinking here like what if you're drinking generally like what cocktails do you personally enjoy drinking and then like is there something that you're serving right now that has you really excited
2: yeah um i can't really say that i have a favorite type of cocktail you know um if i'm although that's probably easiest in like a classic cocktail bar like i go to the michelle probably in that and there are some sort of very like mm. stirred drinks i like drinks that are served up but i really like trying new things i like trying whatever whatever the bar's got on offer uh, you know I'm more turned on by the lawyer yeah so that's sort of I'll drink I'll try whatever you know um as far as what we're serving we've got a really fun menu now um I decided to embrace like personally what uh what I've always liked about working in restaurants is like that really making something full and artful ingredient and sort of inspiring the staff to do the same um so we've got a lot of cool components that are making good drinks. Um, we've even revised some of our classics that have been on, on the open. Um, but like with one drink, uh, it's called the Warlock of Love after um, Bolin's poetry book. But it's um, it's a couple types of rums, um, lemon, pineapple, mint, and watermelon. But we um, we also take a watermelon cube that's cut to like the size of a big ice cube that would be sufficient to fill one One glass. Yeah. Um, And we compress it in the cryovac, which if you've ever seen it, it It turns it it, it
1: almost like a paste kind of sucks out all the, uh, it sucks out all the air. It looks like it's a
2: cut piece of colored glass. Like you can see right through it. Yeah. But in doing that, we also add a little bit of Aperol into, uh, to the bag. So it displaces a tiny bit of, of, of whatever liquids in there. Yeah. Watermelon liquid. And uh, we freeze them with a toothpick in it and then use that as ice. And so that compression does a few things. It concentrates the flavor, but it also concentrates the structure so that it freezes as like a pretty solid block. Like Mm. despite the sugar content, despite the tiny bit of alcohol in it, it acts as like one of those big cubes. So it like makes for a drink that's colder longer kind Mm. of. Yeah and it slightly changes the flavor which isn't new I'm yeah. far from the first person to do this <laughs> um, but at the end of it people have this watermelon cube that they can eat and the center is still frozen so like mm-hmm. that sort of base for the toothpick is like solid just so pick it up and eat yeah. it you have so, like a lollipop at the end. yeah that's right. awesome yeah uh, that's
1: great like it's like yeah taking a lot of water yeah, right. like why not Yeah.
2: you know and that we I mean we do like 600 people a night and it's just so cool that we can do that here. yeah that's a
1: because usually it'd be just like shots and, right
2: like, you also right
0: menu not too long ago that where the whole cocktail menu was of like a full sentence. If I
2: Oh I do that all the time. Yeah. So um uh, <laughs> a lot of us do. Yes. Yeah. So in the back we have a a bar called R and D. Yeah, uh, it's small. Um, and whoever's working. So on Mondays we feature guest bartenders, and there are people who are coming to town, or are like people in town who we're friends with, or like are emerging talent. Um and they come in the menu. But the rest of the week it's a staff bar. So like I have Wednesdays, I'll be doing it tonight. Um, and we daily will tear down that bar and build it up for a, new, a brand new menu. So every day is a brand new menu, um, and it's fun. Um, but as such, some of those drinks will be really good. Some of them will be dud, Some of them are like mediocre. We obviously strive for good, but um, we try new things. Do you, you know. judge that based on patron response or is that? Uh, everything. I mean, patron. self-satisfaction as well. Patron response, like reorder levels, which yeah. is like sort of the best gauge. Um, but because that menu is going to be gone the next day, we don't invest too much in like a timeless name for the drink that mm-hmm. can come later if the drink is really good and yeah. worthy of being on the menu. Yeah we um, just do funny shit. So we'll like... I a lot of times I send messages to Donald Trump um, or, you know, make political statements or, you know, advertise an event that I'm working the Mm -hmm. next day by doing like a full sentence. (laughs) That's fair. For like, you know, like one drink will be guys, like, you know, May 3rd is another (laughs) one like I'll be working at, you know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, or like we'll do themed ones. Tina Ross used to work here and she would just... uh, Because then
0: you get... Anyone ordering a drink saying uh, either a very specific thing or a ridiculous thing, which is a a blast. It's
2: not even to troll the guests though. It's just like it's mostly for you know Instagram. Yeah, because like people look at it and they see the whole thing. And I mean that's how I knew it could happen. So yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's a it's a cool it's a cool creative outlet.
1: That's cool because it's like um, it's this ability of I think there's a really interesting thing with uh, drinks. Like, drink culture, bar culture in general, where uh, people can experiment more. The price the price point's a little, like, lower than buying a dish. that like, you know, if you're at a restaurant and you're taking a gamble on something that's 30 bucks, that's the right. thing. But if you're going oh, it's 12 $13 cocktail, you're like, oh, yeah, I'll try that. And if you don't love it, if it's like, oh, this one wasn't maybe a knockout of the park, okay, well, I haven't lost, like, made a huge investment in it. But it also then allows for the type of experimentation that gets you those huge, like, home runs. Right. I think right. that's, like, uh, that's awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, like, I always value that experience in a restaurant. Yeah. So, So, um, you know, there are some there are some restaurants, especially in New York, that I used to really like going to where they weren't, all the dishes weren't, like, sevens. But mm. there were some tens and yeah. some fives. And I'm, I'm totally mm. okay. Yeah. Know, I'd rather try new flavors. Yeah,
1: special, uh, when I was working as a cook, uh, specials day was fun. Like, when it would come around your turn, and be like, right, let me see. Because I was, had a very, my first cooking job would allow me, even as, like, just walking into and being a fry cook one day a week i would get to like have something on the menu that like was my idea even if it was like oh we're doing chicken parm or something simple but uh yeah, that's like the best, the most fun of it right. is that creative side of it. People okay. forget like, oh yeah, this is a creative. Actually, more now than ever, I think people realize these are all creative positions and right. not like technical, like not even, not, not technical, but you know, like there's an idea of like hospitality workers as uh like service industry kind of like, oh, they're just like going in and doing this job versus creating really things. Yeah. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, come, yeah. so go to R&D and get, uh, get a, a sentence cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I just, oh, I also know that you guys have a, uh, a straw, is it straw bite? request also.
2: yeah um we, which i love yeah that's great yeah. oh thanks uh we switched exclusively to paper straws okay. um amongst the company mm-hmm. and they're only by request uh and it's it's been great we've probably we're probably 30 percent of the straws used. you know we're not throwing mm-hmm. them mindlessly yeah. into every like, yeah. water yeah, yeah. um or, that's awesome no just want yeah. to get that out there it's just a, a good, cool, good yeah, no, thing.
1: Yeah, way to be responsible uh that's awesome yeah that's great
2: let's
0: talk about shrubs yeah yeah so uh there are typical there are fruit juice, vinegar, sugar, if you've never had them before, and you don't like drinking vinegar, that's fair, most of us don't, yeah, but uh when did you first recognize that like this is a thing you did
2: not like? Um, I think it was when I went to one of my friend's bars and tried tried one of the drinks on there that was just like a real downer, and it was because. Mm. And to be very clear, I love vinegar. I make vinegar. I eat it on my salads. You know, like I really like yeah. it. But um, you yeah, know, it was probably four or five years ago. Although I I made a shrub. <laughs> On like a menu once that I was consulting on, Um, but I was like, (laughs) "Well, no." I mean, thinking back, it was probably like a lot of the same things I liked, but it was raspberry, so it was brighter, and I think Mm. it was champagne vinegar, so it was like a little more delicate. Mm. There you go, Winston. You've got your choice of yes, choice of (laughs) wine. Um, But if I were to go back now, I would probably tweak that. Yes,
1: to get rid of (laughs) yeah. Do we get, um, just cut that one from the...
2: It's not a necessary, um... Using vinegar currently is not a necessary process. So right. is that Either.
1: because you think you can replace that acid with, like, fruit juice or other ways? Or what do you, like, what is it about that vinegar that really sets you
0: off?
2: Well, it's that acetic quality that burns back your throat. Okay. Um, that, like, zip that
0: kind of, like, zings your face that whenever you have... Vine- right. There's a thing when you eat vinegar, there's a puckering that happens. Okay. At least for me, it's like a zippiness, uh... I might be wrong. I might be
2: experiencing vinegar wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got that, and it's this incredibly high concentration, right? So mm. a lot of people do treat shrub like pickler, where mm. it's like third, third, third. Yeah. Um, and if you're putting that in a drain, that's like a pretty substantial amount of vinegar that's going mm. in, in yeah. addition to citrus. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: I think a technical shrub is half jam or the fruit juice and half uh, vinegar, half pickle. Right. Which so that would be crit. even more than 30. But I don't right. even yeah. see how that can be written in stone, right? right. I no. mean, this
2: is something from... Col- colonial pre-colonial yeah. days where it's like we need to preserve our fruit mm-hmm. yeah because even in two days as you said fruit juice gets bad so
0: this uh, just ex- the vinegar would have extended uh the life of this fruit juice allow basically before refrigeration shrubs were a way to keep fruit juice around right yeah and it's
2: it's likely that it probably well it could have been pressed yeah it could have been gene wine forever ago yeah um so yeah that's uh but it is colonial like we looking back at it it's it's an old
0: drink yeah. And it's also, I think it comes from the Egyptian syrup or syrup. So a lot of people say shrub syrups as a way okay. of describing shrubs. So that's just saying syrup, syrup, right? <laughs> um that's interesting I didn't yeah. know that yeah uh, we we do a little bit of research uh, not a ton uh we're not experts uh, we don't claim to be, but yeah like I, I got excited about this just I had never had them and in the process of preparing for this episode I'm excited about them I've done I've noticed in some uh, articles online that like there was a craft cocktail movement in the direction of shrubs maybe six or seven years ago right. um I don't know why that happened uh but I don't
2: know were you uh watching that unfold, or was that uh... well, arguably I was part of it, right yeah. I mean, um, I was like that that drink that I was trying to make with the mm. raspberry shrub um, it was it was happening, and it didn't really catch on. I think that uh, it was so old timey that it was almost like novel for a while but it wasn't you know let's rediscover this beautiful meaningful thing it was it was a dog that just walked past our uh, is that a studio (laughs) window um sure we're just all seeing the same thing yeah no there was a dog Uh, which is an uncommon occurrence yeah we don't have oh, dogs in this bar but oh there it is anything oh, can happen there. during it's the right day the oh, oh, uh, is our here. dancers are here rehearsing okay it's fun yeah uh we have live burlesque yeah. on fridays and saturday might have been here for it, but it's yeah no it's uh
0: i didn't know you had it when i came here on a weekend once and i was like oh this is uh this is a lot of things happening big, yeah big crowd uh very uh i would call it frenetic to get a drink it's just like a as as bars are that have a crowd and have dancers uh and then like the dancers came on like maybe 20 minutes into being me being here and i was like oh this is a this is a party yeah
2: it's definitely a party on weekends um so uh let's talk about colonial era drinks <laughs> right Right. right.
1: <laughs> let's really kick this party into
2: so yeah that's basically it and what i've sort of discovered is um you know i have this habit of going to korean and japanese grocery stores and buying the most expensive item in the category because i can't read the label so i just assume this is the best thing so i run into this a lot (laughs) yeah which is fine (laughs) that's a
1: good i've never thought of that way of conquering it that's a good good i mean sometimes
2: you know like sometimes you're like i don't need this 300 ml Mm. bottle of soy sauce for Mm. like Thirty bucks, yeah. Um, or like at least recognize it as like a finishing sauce. Mm. Uh, but you know, I bought uh, this bottle of persimmon vinegar. Wow, it was like twenty bucks, which is kind of a lot, I yeah. think, for yeah. vinegar. Uh, but it was also like a very clearly manufactured product, right? It wasn't like there was nothing hand painted on the label. Mm. Like this was like plastic label on a plastic bottle for twenty but bucks. For twenty bucks, so like had to see what it was about. Yeah. Um, it's delicious and I would use like a de- so you know sometimes I do like this sort of cuisine inspired cocktail mm-hmm. within the framework of like a classic so I did I think it was a pear I actually don't remember what the base spirit was this was a long goer but it was whatever base it was a white it was a, a, a white spirit uh, plus like Asian pear uh, a dash of that vinegar a dash of ricardo, which is uh, chili flake Korean chili flake um, and it was really good and so like I started using tiny bit it's mm. and my friend chris amerald who does the beverage program at odium downtown uh well he was we were at clifton together and while i was waiting for Shadowbox box to open uh sort of running the commissary producing for all for all the bars and he had a strawberry shrub on the menu which i remember seeing his recipe that is a notably small amount for what you call a shrub but the drink was really good and yeah. the vinegar played its part um and so that sort of made me like sort of Willing. change yeah. you know change my mind cool that's yeah. as
1: much as shit like we feel like we're making you talk about like i don't like this thing but uh,
2: uh so uh, just
1: justify yeah. it so yeah. well. so
0: uh, we're gonna take a quick break in just yeah. a second but uh how are you feeling we're gonna present you with uh, some shrubs that we've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, are you, uh, how are you feeling going into this?
2: Well, I feel like there are different things. I don't know if you're presenting me the shrubs as a cocktail or as just a drinking... Vinegar, know, yeah. Non-alcoholic yeah. drink. Yeah. Um, I have a creeping suspicion that you probably used a lot of in the shrub. Probably like a, a third or in probably that Probably a third, but
0: I would say that the, these lean sweeter than some of the shrubs that we tasted that we got like a specialty bar. Got it. Yeah. Okay,
2: so I, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, it won't be too bad. It's only three sips at worst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I did put stinky tofu in the email of things that I didn't like. Oh, so sorry. it could have been that. Yeah,
1: I next to that one. It's <laughs> like, I can't go down that path yeah, right there's now. There's no uh,
2: So this this won't be so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're jumping into some shrubs. <laughs> We're back. So uh, we made three shrubs Mm -hmm. uh, for Aaron. And if we're being technical, one of them is not a shrub, but it is an old-timey drinking vinegar. So to walk through the three things that we have, Mm -hmm. we have a spread of some ice, some club soda, which is a typical uh, thing that you would mix with a a shrub. Uh, I made switchel. Uh, Switchel is, again, a very colonial drink. I drink it. I'll make it as like a... Uh, like a cold ailment. Uh, it is just apple cider vinegar, which you probably won't love, uh, ginger, uh, and then either maple or honey, and then a little bit of lemon. Uh, and then oh, we have a shrub that is orange-based with champagne vinegar, the thought there being that it would mix uh, the... That's like a mimosa. Mm-hmm. Elements. So you think I'm a lush. Uh, <laughs> not... not I just figured, like, live in a cocktail world. I for barely one, brunch. One the I just want you to know. Well, you work late, so that makes sense to me. You work at a bar open till two, probably here till three, at least. That makes sense. Um, just uh, flavors that would pair well together. Taking, not knowing what Winston's hot taste would be, mm-hmm. taking, dif- what if it is just uh, a difference in vinegar that is the problem with shrubs uh, for you specifically, Aaron? And then the other is just a pairing that makes sense to me, like strawberry juice, strawberry juice, so we fresh press some strawberries, and then balsamic is the vinegar and there. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. being like, those go well together. I would do that in a salad all the time. Uh, and why not bring that to shrub yeah, form? More
1: salads in cups is <laughs> the goal here. That's what, what we're fun shooting for. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, why don't we kick it off with a sip of switchel? Cool. Just because that's... Uh, I feel like that's the lightest. It's the most drinkable. It's the one that you don't water down. And so I'll join you, Aaron, for this one. Okay. Uh, I pour a little Mm. bit here. Uh, You do not have to drink all of that. Apple cider vinegar? It's apple cider vinegar. I'm sorry. I did that not
2: knowing you hated it. Uh, (laughs) It's the worst vinegar. Uh, Well, cheers. Cheers yeah you know the flavors other than the vinegar are not bad yeah i just don't see the reason why we have to add but like if you gave me this yeah it's like the ginger and the lemon it's Mm -hmm. like really tasty and nice and the vinegar is like oh (laughs) i pressed it with my feet
0: yeah i mean the purpose of the drink when i am typically having it is remedial it is i does it work yeah it's killer. I oh, mean, no, I, I would probably up the vinegar if I were really doing it.
2: I'll also tell you yeah. that Joey, who um, was the person I mentioned, who was our previous bar manager, who still works here, he actually got a hat made that said Harvard and Stone. Joey still works there. Because people are like, Should still work there? It's amazing. He wears yeah. it at work. Um, he and I take shots of that persimmon vinegar and chase them with the mezcal. And it's really good because it's like, it's not trying to be anything that it's not. Right. Not that this is trying, but... You're, not anyway. up
1: the, you're embracing the vinegar. Like, it's either right. wholehearted, 100% right. vinegar, or not. Yeah. I love
2: black sense. vinegar, right? Like, peanuts in in black yeah. vinegar, like the Chinese way, the is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, what happened to the next so one? So, now we're and,
1: getting really into the, yeah. the big leagues here.
2: I would do the... Orange champagne,
0: one next, right? That's great, yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. So, if you want to try it straight, you're more than welcome to. If you want to water it down off the top. That's right. However, you want. This is just a little bit, it's just orange juice. It's actually oranges from a friend of ours who's from uh, Visalia, so it's from her farm. Fresh oranges, and then champagne vinegar and sugar.
2: Can I ask you how long ago you juiced it? Uh,
0: This is, I let it sit, so this is like four days old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a strong vinegar flavor.
2: This to me is a Okay. Okay. This can be like a good sauce or a good glaze, Mm -hmm. right? Give it to me on duck. Yeah. Awesome. I think there's also the component in this one... I'm sorry. No, of old citrus, which is like a little bit off-putting to me. You, you will not hurt my feelings. Uh, well, then I'm not trying hard. Okay. <laughs> um, I wish uh, so, you just <laughs> thrown so in the that, glass in his face. So in that, you really don't like this, which is fine. Yeah. I don't like it as a beverage. Well, let me try it with soda. Yeah, more tolerable. Sure, I can drink this. Yeah. That's uh, a, that's, yeah, that's a win. <laughs> burning the back of my throat yeah, a little yeah. bit. but So
1: David uh, took this one wholeheartedly. I'm not great with this type of cooking. And he killed it. And I really genuinely wanted this. Delicious. Okay. Uh, so you won't hurt his... You will hurt my feelings. <laughs> you will make me double question what I think good things
0: are. Yeah, and I'll say this. I did make... This is also four days old. Um, this, so this uh, recording on Wednesday, I made this on Friday. Okay. And But that was only in me looking at it. It's like, how long will this last in the fridge? I, that was just me following recipes. This is my first time making it too. Sure. So I don't know whether this would have a quality that's better days before. But if it's been, if it's acting as a shrub is supposed to act mm-hmm. and is supposed to preserve it for a while, other shrubs, uh, we bought backup Nostrum sh- uh, shrubs, which is, like, organic maker of shrubs that I think is California-based, but I'm not sure. But theirs, if you open it, you have three months
2: okay. uh, on an open shrub. I have a feeling that the age will probably help with the strawberries okay. here. I like the color. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. This tastes like a strawberry dessert, like an Italian, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. which probably would have been yeah. inspired by. I like it. Still not putting it in the... Fair.
0: Um, and then my heart is broken. No, it shouldn't be. So, And the reason being, it is still too pronouncedly vinegar where it's like you can't fuss with it at, uh, enough yeah. it's just it's stuck being what it is yeah
2: i mean i think that if you want to incorporate vinegar into a drink you have to process it in a certain and that's either going to be you know by using a tiny amount of it or figuring out a way to like burn off that acetic quality so you just like have you know like a super slow balsam or something could yeah. do something where it's more palatable
0: where like winston's table vinegar it's there's too much watery vinegar content in this drink that
2: you can't get don't rid of. Don't
1: drag my table drink, <laughs> <laughs> It's just not table properly vinegar. suited
2: for a cocktail, but it's fine. Let me try it with soda. Could work, but... Ooh, it could. We're at a could level. Yeah. You could... It's mostly for the strawberry. I would just adjust the ratios. You know, okay. I would bring the vinegar down. I don't need, like, we... As a, as a 2018 people, don't need to preserve using vinegar. Right. We can we, just incorporate the flavor of the fruit or the okay. sugar or whatever, you know? We can add that vinegar in a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: I will say this is the, uh, the strawberry one is the only one I've had that I'm like, oh, if someone, if I was somewhere and they had drinking vinegar and I actually saw this, I would, might consider, which usually I'd be like, get the hell out of here because I usually hate them. But this is like the one for me across So the like way. when, mm-hmm. Pop- so you're
0: in the, in, oh yeah. Like when Pock Pock was in town, you did not drink the... Drinking I tried them
1: there. and I hate it not. In- this is for some reason, it's something about, I think it's just strawberries and balsamic is so good
2: right. that I like kind of want it whenever right. I can have it. And you know, like, Pock like, Tamarind is like,
0: uh-uh. yeah. uh <clears throat> As a drinking vinegar? Because tamarind's already so tart. I've never had that.
2: Uh, They probably add sugar to it. Fair. Um, But it's not taking something that's, like, so fruity and light and transforming it. Like, tamarind and vinegar, like, kind of already go together. That makes sense. Um, Yeah.
0: Cool. So, that's all we brought. I mean, we have extra shrubs that we did not make, but... uh... We don't we, even need a mask. And because they get nuts, some have jalapeno in them, some come oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to take a look, we'll show you afterwards. But uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm not hurt. Yeah. I'll be okay. The,
1: when you say it and stare down like you are right at it, it seems like you are. I know you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Uh,
0: so yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the shrub experience. You were unchanged. Th- this makes sense. This is about how <laughs> these episodes go. <laughs> uh, so uh, if uh, someone wants to. Uh, check out the stuff that you do. Uh, come down to Harvard Stone on Hollywood Boulevard. But if they want to find you online, where can people uh, check out your stuff?
2: Uh, Instagram primarily. It's at Aaron Polsky. It's the way that you'll probably find it spelled. And yeah, if you look at the of title the of the episode, spell it yeah. like that. Go to Instagram.
1: Put, pull your phone away from wherever it is and just look at your phone right now. That's the way to spell
2: it. Yeah. But also check out Harvard's Instagram for our bands and our events and stuff like that. It's at Harvard and Stone.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, for us, we're uh, trying you'll like it uh, podcast on Instagram that's our Mm -hmm. Gmail as well uh, try to like it on Facebook and T-I-Y-L-I podcast on Twitter yeah. uh, anything else once in the, you uh, need to plug
1: that's it that's all I got going.
0: great any May promotions
1: do you want me to do a May promotion yeah you uh, can do a May promotion post in our reviews that you are reviewing this but not specifically reviewing it for a free dozen candy canes you can say anything you want in the review but then the input I am not doing this for the free candy cane we will send you a dozen candy canes you then have to email us and give us your address and I will send you a dozen candy we're calling it. uh, not even Christmas in July, Christmas in May Oh great, getting ahead of it
0: (laughs) Uh, Well perfect, thank you so much and have a good one
1: Lorraine and I'm black. I'm Sarah and I'm Jewish. Hey Lorraine, do you ever feel like there's stuff you're supposed to know about as a black person but like you don't? Ugh, you mean like how as a black person I definitely should have seen 12 Years a Slave by now? Uh, Yeah, or how about how as a Jewish person I should have eaten tongue? Ugh. Anyway guys, <laughs> this is Learned Up Podcast and we're learning basic black and Jewish stuff we should totally already know. So go ahead to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Learned Up on Campfire Media. We got new episodes every Tuesday, babies, so let's get, get Learned, Learned Up! up.
0: Campfire.